Fantasia.cc podcast. The Fantasia International Film Festival is back, and it's mostly remote because COVID isn't over, everybody. Uh, as we do every year, 9to5.cc is going to be watching movies and releasing podcasts, and this is that show. If you enjoy the show, uh, the people who do this 9to5 goes to Fantasia podcast, myself, Scott, and John, have a bi-weekly show called 9ES that you can also find on uh, all wherever you get your podcasts if you just look for the 9to5 Entertainment System or 9ES or however you want to find it. Uh, if you like the show, tell your friends, uh, sit back, I don't want to waste your time. Uh, here is an episode of 9to5 Stays In for Fantasia. Hey, John. Yeah. What's up? Uh, um, more Fantasia movies? More Fantasia movies, sure are. I asked Scott if he wanted to join, but he was like, I'm going to batting practice. That's I am okay. an athlete. I love Fantasia movies. <laughs> that was his excuse, though. Scott was like, I'm an athlete. I need to go to batting practice for my professional batting baseball. What do we see? Um, I watched two films. I watched uh, Wonderful Paradise. And I watched Indemnity. And boy, were these two films incredibly, incredibly different. Uh, which one do you want to hear about first? Do you want to hear about the uh, strange Japanese nonsense or South African uh, action flick? I'm more excited by the South African action flick. So let's hear about the, uh, the Japanese strangeness first. See, that was your mistake. There was oh. not that much exciting about Indemnity, sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I'm remembering who killed Captain Alex from, like, two or three years ago, and that was fucking bananas, and it was good yeah. to talk about. There, anyway, I mean, uh, Indemnity is not without points. its... Yeah, yeah. No, that's it. Indemnity is not without its its, its high points, but uh, we'll follow up with Indemnity. We'll talk instead about uh, Wonderful Paradise. Wonderful Paradise is available on demand, so you can pick it up, I guess, at any time on the Fantasia festival so this sounds fun um so basically yeah wonderful paradise sets out and the principle is um or the principle the plot is basically a once wealthy family has to sell their fancy house in tokyo Mm -hmm. uh they're in the process of moving out and the daughter just says on twitter says like i'm moving out everybody come to the party oh no (laughs) and just invites the party and then and things that like it starts normal and things just like get like weirder and weirder and weirder like not just with like insane things like a maybe a thief shows up and like maybe like the 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 what what's the word i'm looking for what is the word for someone you have an affair with the mistress the mistress of the former head of the household mm-hmm. shows up and and whatever else or like and a japanese they, tucker max type Dude, no, no, not that crazy. No, okay. But uh, but then like you know like food vendors show up and like a bartender shows up and like it just like the party gets crazier and crazier. Drug dealers show up, but like mm-hmm. also like completely unexplained supernatural things start happening. Like a little boy on a swing set turns into a stick. Does, does that happen in Japan? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I thought that it was like kind of like a a thing like Tenchu, like you know in Tenchu where you're like. And you be like, just leave a stick behind, and it's like a ninja yeah. thing. But like, he's on a swing set. Then he's like, he goes too high on the swing set, and then he's just like, boop, and a stick falls down. And then he's like, help, help. And his friends are like, let's get out of here. Wait, and the, just leave the him stick on the floor. is like, help, help. Yeah, the stick can speak. Okay, so this is like a comedic styles crazy things going on, rather than like yeah, a horror and, and, style and it, thing. And it gets, it gets, like, 
crazier and crazier to what I feel was it was like actually really enjoyable comedic effect. I think that it didn't need the denouement. There's about like maybe five, 10 minutes of like the morning after the party mm-hmm. that I'm like, okay, well, I don't care because now now it's like it's the, over. Now the crazy's turned out. But like things that happen, um, there's like a gay uh, couple that seem to have like uh, scorned some, like one of their past lovers or whatever. And he sticks like an ice pick into each of their throats at different points. Mm-hmm. And then, but like when they pull the ice pick out, it's like, psh, and like just showers people in blood, like comically. And yeah. then they have a wedding ceremony where they each pull their ice picks out, showering everyone in like comical <laughs> amounts of blood and then place it in each other's throats. And then they Aww. like, and everyone's like, hooray. And just like yeah. applauding as they're like drowned in blood. Like, uh there's like uh there's a giant like at one point they go inside and inside has like transformed into like a coffee shop mm-hmm. just because and there's like a magical coffee bean that's like breathing and then the coffee bean like turns into kind of, not a kaiju but like a room filling tentacle monster mm-hmm. uh and then of course they bring a statue to life and like there's two characters who are like wait i know exactly what to do and then they're like they hold up their hands and then they're just sort of like three two one fight <laughs> and they just like run away <laughs> the monster just goes and like the 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 what do you call it the statue just like shoots laser beams out of its eyes and explodes the giant coffee bean and like the two characters that really wanted to fight were like rip off because <laughs> it was like like not a full you know crazy i don't know fight. that i'm understanding the, the thread that ties all of this wackiness oh there is not it's one just that it's a party like fucking it's just that it's a party down. and more and more people show up and more and more things happen as the party okay. shows okay yep there's like a bollywood dance number in the middle uh-huh right on <laughs> this is a japanese film so that's it's extra out of place uh-huh. <laughs> like you're like whoa <laughs> like uh yeah and i guess like the, the the yakuza show up and it immediately becomes like uh one of those like everybody's not wearing a shirt showing off yakuza tattoos doing high stakes gambling in the living room kind of thing like just yep it just keeps going but what's kind of interesting in this film is that it doesn't like it progresses so slowly <laughs> into its insanity that like it's hard to tell you like it's hard to be like when does it start getting crazy mm-hmm. you know what i mean like like if you're like oh yeah there's a statue that fights a giant coffee bean that's grown up and whatever you're like oh does that happen out of nowhere and you're like no it builds to that but like just kind of like steadily hmm. <laughs> Like a, does, does it? I feel like you know, like you're talking about this cavalcade of craziness. Does, does it ever get like tiresome? You know, and you're like, okay, okay, whatever is this crazy shit? Let's let's get uh, on with this. Not or, really, or because it like it, it it because it steadily builds upon itself. Right. Like it's and and it's like and and things like flow into itself. Like the coffee bean, like they they reference like oh the 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 mother's ex worked at a coffee shop and whatever else. And then he's like, I would get a job at a coffee shop. And then you're like, well, indoors is like at a coffee shop. And then they're like, this is a weird coffee bean. And then like, like, you know, like there is like a, a build to that. Like, or even the statue, like it's like the neighbor comes and uh, thinks it's like a, a strange statue to worship at. It's actually like a Greek, like a, a reproduction of like a Greek statue, whatever. And they're like, that's not a, that's not like a, a God. That's not a Buddhist thing at all. That's mm-hmm. like a. And he's like, is this an American god? And they're like, not even, man. It's Greek. Like, what do you want? <laughs> like, like that's in, like the opening sequences. Like, like all of the stuff that's crazy has its own like dial of craziness that's slowly cranking up. So there's like a lot of like through lines, and nothing's coming out of nowhere. 
it's just keeps building on itself. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, like absolutely, um, Fantasia Fest fun mm-hmm. is like certainly the like it like this would I think be a pretty solid like Friday night at midnight screening if you were at the at the real Fantasia and just everybody just kind of like laughing as as shit gets crazier and crazier and meowing at the screen and whatever else and like very much like a party of a movie right I mean, and it's also like the movie's like about a party yep. so yeah, does it get I, long how long uh it's 95 minutes which is Ooh, the um the the right time and like i said i think it could have probably gone like 80 and been uh and been real fun mm-hmm. like the little <clears throat> excuse me little denouement at the end is nice it's just you're sort of like okay like yeah the, the characters get like and it's just like everything kind of resets for for no real reason mm. okay but i like it yeah, I mean, like I said, if if watching a weird Japanese, like it also, as we so often mention every single year, like movies that you kind of can't see anywhere, like I don't see any other version of watching a weird low budget Japanese insane comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, like this is this is never gonna like this isn't a um, why am I why am I blanking on his name? The guy who did uh, Battle Royale, he's always in it. Um... Mike Takashi Mike Takashi Mike yeah 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 this isn't like a Takashi Mike like Japanese film classic or whatever well, like he's got a bit of a gory edge to him well there's yeah. some gore in this okay. <laughs> even well like I said like there's the the ice pick thing which is just yeah. like yeah, yeah. unbelievably bloody like, I don't know like, if I've just become the, like, desensitized I feel like there's there's like gory that is like edgy and dark and there's gory that's fun you know this sounded like fun gory this was absolutely yeah but like takashi Mika, i think didn't he do the also the um the ace attorney movie or whatever oh, like that. that wasn't gory he's, yeah he does like three movies a year right he's yeah exactly that's it he's a busy boy <laughs> but um but yeah like this this kind of had the vibe of like japanese absurdity by a Ro- like road of like the funnier parts of trauma films. Hmm. Okay. So, but was, but was not as say like completely manic and all over the place as uh, like a return to Newcomb high or whatever. Like it yeah. wasn't just like, it wasn't like cranked just always insane all the time. There was like actually a build. They kind of, uh, kind of thought about it. I enjoyed it. I don't Sorry, know, man. Had, J- had some Japanese laughs. trauma sounds freaking great to me. Yeah. It, it's, yeah it's just, it's one of those things like, you remember watching like anime with Chris and you just sort of like, man, what am I watching? Yeah. Like, yeah, but kinda, unfortunately, oh, here's a like really good, really good comparison. Yeah. FLCL. Ooh. We like, we like fully coolie. Yeah. Like it, it was in that same, you're like, what? <laughs> like, you know, like an FLCL where he's like, what? And then like a robot just like pops out of his head and has a fight. You're just sort of like, that's very much the, the tone of, uh, of wonderful paradise. Good stuff. What's next? I approved. Um, the next film that I watched was Indemnity by Travis Taute from okay. uh, set in Cape Town and uh, starring Jared Gedould, I guess. Beautiful, beautiful Cape Town. Yes, beautiful Cape Town. High point of the film is, boy, Cape Town looks so pretty at all times. I can't I mean, tell if we're being sarcastic here. I feel like there's terrible, terrifying slums in Cape Town, but also... Yeah, but then there's wealthy vistas. parts, and there's a right. lot of stuff that takes place in the wealthy parts. Okay. So this movie is 
would be like exactly in the body of work of like early 1990s Bruce Willis, but like not one of the real good ones. Hmm. Like, you know, like, like just like one of those, like you're like, this is an action movie. Yeah. And, but like, like not, not a, not a Stallone action movie, not a Schwarzenegger action movie. We're talking about like, Mr. Die Hard here. Right. I better say, but not Die Hard. Like one of the other ones. What, thing, what else is, I thought Bruce, <sighs> there's that one where he was like a cop. There's a couple of them, aren't there? He's always a cop. Yeah. Bruce Willis movies. Here, I'm going to gonna tell you which ones it is. Like, st- I mean, stuff like, I'm looking at like, sur- that, that's 2020. Like, yeah. <laughs> like The Breach or whatever. Like uh, Generico action flick. Generico action, action flicks. Yeah, I'm looking at, um, what was the one I was looking of? Like, yeah, man, he's been a lot. Striking Distance. I don't mm-hmm. know. That That sounds pretty, pretty generic. Yep. Uh, like a last man standing, the jackal. Oh, I remember the jackal. Yeah, yeah. we're well, like, filmed in Montreal. A lot of it was filmed in Montreal. Yeah, like like you okay. know, like stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> where you're just like, okay, action movie. Um, what this had going for it before I get into uh the film, why I wanted to watch it was it was, um. Here, the, the, the write-up is Gadould, who's the star in particular, undergoing months of pre-production training with uh, Werner Willem- Willemsey, who did some stunt work on Fury Road. So okay. I was like, okay, there's going to be some cool stunts. There is not really cool stunts. The budget for this film did not seem to include cool stunts. Mm-hmm. There is pretty good fighting. Okay. Like, which, again, though, is... I don't want to necessarily remove anything from Travis Tote, but like the best fighting also has like a real good cinematography behind it. And this was just like real good fighting. And it was like, and it looked real smooth and it was the real, the actors doing it. Mm-hmm. Like the fighting all looked kind of realistic. Like it looked uh, a lot like MMA. Like it was like a couple punches where people were sort of like dancing and blocking and then like kind of like catch an arm. And then like you swing all the weight down and you try to get a guy into like some kind of a jujitsu style grapple and like that is how the fighting is happening. It looked like people who were like know how to MMA fight, having a fight where they're really trying to hurt each other, but it's not like just like kung fu, like a million punches landing. It was like people avoiding punches and kicks, trying to turn it into a grapple, and then either like choking each other out or breaking each other's arm. That was like how the fights went. So that was cool. Okay. Like like the but the two hour runtime and the maybe four or five fights Ooh. that. <laughs> It's a spatter around it. What strings together the film, glues together the film in between these fights? A very, very generic conspiracy plot. So mm. the um, this guy, uh, what's his name? Theo Abrams, I believe is his name, okay. is a firefighter. And it is revealed he has the saddest, saddest action movie hero background story ever, where it was like, he was orphaned by a fire, <laughs> then becomes a firefighter, and then his two best firefighter friends die in a fire. Mm. <laughs> Fox like, fire. Yeah, exactly. And like, and then it is also further revealed, spoilers, that like not only did one of his firefighter friends die in a fire, the other one was like pinned badly under like a thing with like wood piercing through her, and she was like, just kill me, and he killed her in the fire. Ugh. Like, because she was, you know, like pierced by a beam and, and whatnot, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Okay. So, like, so well, anyway, he so really he has doesn't some like fire, does he? He really doesn't. Oddly, does not 
play a part in the film. Like he doesn't have like a fear of fire. He just he has PTSD. Like the part the fact that he has PTSD plays heavily into the film. But like at no point does like fire come out and he has the uh the, the hound reaction from Game he, of Thrones where he doesn't like, no, face like, it, you know, and overcome his PTSD of fire. No, he just kind of like at one point like is in a fire and gets badly burned himself and then just kind of like mans up and runs out. Like hmm. I mean I guess he overcame That wasn't the fear his moment. I mean, he had a lot of moments at that point. Like, but at this point, he's already like blown up buildings and killed people, and like, okay. and been in a crashing car and stuff. Like, he's he's been through a lot. Mm. Um, <laughs> it just doesn't it doesn't have the moment of like now he is truly overcoming the odds. Like, would it know, have like, felt like, cheesy if it had had like that direct moment, or is, are they trying to play it a little more like grounded? You know, I don't know. I think they were trying to play it grounded, but there was still a lot. Like, it was because they like they cut back to like flashbacks of his trauma a lot. <laughs> Oh, no. Okay. So, like, that moment didn't feel any more, like, it didn't have any more gravitas than, like, any other moment where he had to overcome his stuff. So, yeah, so it turns out that uh, he has PTSD, and as part of his treatments of PTSD, so this is this is big spoilers, there's a company called MTech, which is, like, a, a government defense contract, and they've come up with this method of not just, not, like, under the guise of treating PTSD, uh, a uh, a sort of medical, I guess, process combined with some kind of a pill that basically lets them set up sleeper agents. And like, because PTSD is the like the brain change that they can like tap into to make them like sleeper, sleeper agents or whatever. So, so he's uh, a sleeper agent in addition to... Yes. Yes. That, that's it. So yeah, because they've been they've been gearing him up, and they actually, I mean, like in the opening scene, they they again, this is spoilers. He wakes up, or not the opening scene, but pretty early into the film, he wakes up and he finds out that his wife is dead next to him, and he's mm-hmm. like, "I've been set up." But then it turns out that no, he was he killed his own wife, but like <laughs> as a as an activated sleeper agent. Right. Again, as as I'm as I'm saying all this, you're probably like, yeah, this is some generic ass conspiracy. Well, th- that may be true, but we li- we're like spoiled in this day and age with really spectacular action movies coming out. You know, like like The Jackal might not have been a good a, a good movie altogether, but it was still a fun action movie. You know, oh, and this this w- and that, that like this was fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like I don't want to say this was bad. This yeah. was absolute. Like it's just sort of like not of its time okay you know what i'm saying like if i had rented this movie in the mid 90s in high school and just like put it on on a thursday night i've been like yay yeah and then like kind of forgotten about it immediately but i wouldn't have been upset having watched it watching it in 2021 i was like this is two hours and uh Mm. (laughs) like and like and that's the other thing too is that like the 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 twists and the conspiracies they set up so much plot and so much dialogue explaining and you're like Oh, they're like controlling his brain or whatever. Like in like the first like 20 minutes, you know, like, right. you know, like, like the, 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 the writer who's also the director, Travis Tote, like clearly thought that he was like, I have twists and turns of like of David Lynch or whatever. Like, and you're like, no, your mind, my mind is not blown by the fact that he, uh, he actually killed his wife and it was a sleeper cell thing. Like that was right. pretty, pretty obvious. Like, like there was, it was, but so much time of characters spent explaining this is MTech and they're working with the department of defense. And like, then they're like, what if we took over like the president, like, and there's stuff that like, doesn't even apply. It's just like spoken of through the news. Like the president recently died. And then they're like, <laughs> the vice president's expected to take control. But then MTech is like, has a, the general over. And he's like, if we have this, we can take out the vice president and then we can be in charge. And you're like, 
of like who cares like you know like you're like what like this is you're trying to put it like an international conspiracy on this kind of one man army right thing but like no Jason Bourne yeah a little bit like that, I, again like yeah. there but, but that's it it doesn't it doesn't get to Jason Bourne levels it doesn't get to John Wink levels it just barely gets to the jackal levels like where it's fine I, you know South African cinema, they probably had a very small budget. Maybe maybe that's not too bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, see, that it packs with smart storytelling steeped in paranoid suspense and allegorical urgency. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, I, I, I was trying. Get ready, says Mitch Davis. Do you recommend? How, what's, the, what's, the, what's the circumstance where you go to see this and, you, and it's the best possible... Your best possible circumstance is yeah. if you really, really, really like uh, good fight choreography, because that was the only thing I think that like truly excelled yep. in this film was I was like, every time there was a fight, I was like, okay, this is fun. Like if every time there was like a hand to hand fight, even if they're pretty quick, like there's a fight scene in uh, in an elevator, that's pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And it's like the, the fights are like really quick and punchy. And like I said, look a lot like well choreographed MMA fights instead of like movie fights, which, uh, cool. which looks cool. And yep. like I said, however, the, the, the dude trained, it shows like you can see him like literally like, you know, like sometimes you see like MMA fighters, like do like really cool, like moving, like while holding the arm, like they're like legs kind of spin around and it's super smooth and like transitioned. Like the actor guy does that and you can see it's him and not a stunt double because he trained it properly, right. which looks good. You know, like you're like this, you're like, Oh, this doesn't look like a weird, like a weird angle to hide the fact that it's not the real actor doing it. This looks like, do they, like, do to they the point where like Sarah and stick on it, it feels like they stick on, on the action in these scenes, they stick on it, but there aren't any really like long single long take takes. shots either, okay. but like, yeah. but they are like, it is shot like back enough and wide enough that they're not like tricking you with like the camera angles with the punches or whatever. Right. So like the, the fights are pretty cool. Like, like to the point, like they look good enough that like I looked up whether or not this dude was an actual MMA fighter. Cause like his transitions <laughs> and stuff were like so smooth that I was like, is this an MMA fighter turned actor or whatever else? Cause like he looked that good in a fight. Right. <laughs> like, right on. So those are, those are like, if you're really into that, those fight scenes are very good. However, Two hour runtime. I know we complain about runtime a lot in this. Uh, in general, I think, I think I think it matters. You can. I, I will forgive a movie a lot of sins if they do what they do well and they get do it quickly. You know. And yeah, then we and, and that's that's it. Look, like, one point. Sarah was just sort of like this, and this is sorry, indemnity. Sarah was just like, yeah, I kind of know where this is going. I'm gonna fall asleep. Will you be mad? I was like, no, nah, it's fine. She's done that to some very, very good movies, though. Let's, For sure. Yeah. But it was just kind of like, like she was like excited to like stay up and watch the movie, and then was like, oh, this is this is not like an exciting thing. <laughs> She's oh. like, I, like we 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 had all like like we had basically like already predicted all of the twists and turns and how the movie was gonna end and whatever else. And we're like, yeah, I'll just I'll just kind of see this through <laughs> and just, okay. just watch it go. Yeah. I mean, like I said. Eh, if it like maybe it would be good to turn on oh my god the tagline is you can't outrun yourself that makes no sense uh yeah a bit of a miss but i don't think like absolutely not a disaster of a film like it looked looks it looked like a hollywood movie in terms of like what what budget they had they made it look good fights look good it was just kind of flat Okay. Do we know what's coming up next, or is it? Uh, um, there's a couple movies that I have on my radar. I'm interested in Agnes, mm-hmm. 
what was the other one? I'm interested in baby money. And I'm interested in what was the name of it? Uh, Glass House. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was another one. There was like a weird time travel-y one that apparently is 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 like funny and weird. I can't remember the name of it, but I guess we'll, Boy, we'll talk about it. Good that. preludes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but like the the time travel one, I think is like probably the one I'm the most interested in. I mean, as I I love time travel and time loops, I fucking and stuff hate like time that. Travel. They're they're, they're super fun. Fuck that. Um, man, why can't I not find the name of this? This is the best. Quality. Um, oh well. Oh yeah, Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes. Mm. And it's an hour and ten minutes long, and apparently it's like a low budget thing where it was like small cast. And it's done like a lot of like the screen is in a it's like two minutes different. He has like one screen in his shop and one screen in his house mm-hmm. or whatever. And he can like communicate to himself through those screens in different times. And apparently it's just like super low budget, but just like he's trying to like get information out of the loop. Like even though he keeps like looping either in the shop or in his house, kind of looks like the trailer. Hey, man, primer. Primer was fucking good. Very yeah. simple time looping. Yeah, this, this looks like less of like more magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't think this is necessarily involved in like the science of the loop, but I think it's more about the like the cleverness of like I think it's t- literally a two minute time loop where <laughs> he's trying to like work his way out of it, just literally running back and forth between like his house and his shop with mm-hmm. just like with just scre- like and the time travel just being that like he is also on the screen telling himself what to do. So and again when we talk about runtime, an hour ten seems like kind of like the right amount without like you're like hey we're not going to really explain this you're going to understand the premise and then we're going to deal with it and that's out like i doubt there's probably much exposition about how or why it's happening it's just like that's the way to do it yeah all right stick uh stick around everybody we'll have a couple more of these coming out this is uh what are we day six of fantasia when we're recording this this is august 11th and this goes till the 25th goodbye friends Oh, hey there, loyal person who sticks around after the podcast to listen to the outro of a podcast. Uh, Thank you for listening. If this podcast is fun for you, if you like to hear us talking about Fantasia movies, obviously share it, tell people about it. We do this just about every year. Uh, And for the rest of the year, uh, I also host a podcast called Go Plug Yourself, where we talk to uh, interesting Montrealers, sometimes uh, interesting Montreal filmmakers uh, from time to time, uh, every two weeks. And that alternates with our other podcast, 9ES, which is the 9 to 5 Entertainment System, where myself and Scott, who you just heard on this episode, uh, along with another one of our friends, John, uh, basically talk about geek pop culture movies comics video games uh, every two weeks that alternates with go plug yourself uh so yeah tell people about this show tell people about our shows go listen to some of our podcasts go listen to podcasts in general and uh i guess watch uh, fantasia movies and continue to support genre cinema thank you 905.cc podcast blogs and comics made in montreal since 2011